Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Just lamenting to Molly and Alden about how much I miss karaoke, and I definitely miss my number one karaoke song. Busted flat in Baton Rouge, waiting for a train when I feel. Oh, I've screwed it up! Buzzard flat. This is my problem. I'm rusty. Buzzard flat in Baton Rouge, waiting for a train. When I was feeling dissipated as my jeans, Bobby thumbed Diesel down just before it rained and rode us all the way into New Orleans. I'm gonna skip ahead. Freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. Nothing, it ain't nothing, hard if it ain't free. Oh, and feeling good was easy lot when he sang the blues. And your feeling good was good enough for me. Mm-hmm. Good enough for me and Bobby McGee. I will say it's more difficult nice. because I'm not drunk and because it's not midnight. I'm de- I'm depressed. Happy one year <laughs> anniversary, guys. Like, We're never going to leave the house. I've got. Um, welcome I, to page fine. seven. I get it. You want me to do mine? I will do, do my karaoke. Yours, go do yours, yours, and then I'll go. Seventy-six trombones <laughs> like the big parade with one hundred and ten cornets close not at hand. That's what it is. That's not yours. They were followed by rows of the finest virtuos, the cream of every famous band. Seventy-six trombones. Don't get me started with the music man, because once I start with the music man, I can't stop. Well, mine is, of course, Cheap Trick Surrender because it has a roughly like it has like about four notes in it. And that is my range. So hit us, hit us. Well, uh, it's it is really like an environmental thing. I got a channel. Mother told me. Yeah, she told me I meet girls like you. Yeah. Told me stay away. You'll never know what you'll catch. That song, man, it is the perfect karaoke song. I give you permission to steal it. Surrender. Yeah, don't give yourself away. If you love to sing yet can't sing, might I suggest Surrender. Also, never forget the time at the comedy show that had karaoke back in the day that I sang uh, Jimmy Eat World in the middle, and Marcus Parks is still mad at me about it because he was so annoyed by that choice. But (laughs) it's a great choice for those of us with a very, very small 
range of notes. Yeah. Of course, my second go-to, I am the very model of a modern major general. I no, never it's not. <laughs> no. What's your for real one, Holden? For real, for real. Uh, I've got a few up my sleeve. I'll tell you one that crushed open a wedding uh, reception, karaoke, little get-together. So a bunch of olds getting up singing boring old songs. I got up and did A Loser by Beck. And people really got into that. The people key, really and that. this is why I stand by Jimmy Eat World in the Middle. Yes, it's not a great song. Marcus is right about that. But everyone knows it. No one wants to hear it is the problem with In the Middle. But like, every, it has to be one that everybody either knows very, very well or at least knows like deep in their bones, even if they haven't thought about it in or a long time. Or it can immediately be call and response. My, one of my new ones, actually, especially if it's a room a lot of people don't know you, and especially if you see me get up and you're like, oh, what's this guy going to do? Like Credence or whatever. What's he going to do? Fucking, <laughs> you know what I mean? Seeger. And I get up and I do Boys by Charlie XCX. And by the end, everybody in the room is going, Boys. Uh, you know what I mean? And like, because everybody yeah. can just scream Boys, right? It's like over and over again. Everyone's like gets into it. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's a fun thing to play against type because I can also pull out like 22 by T-Swift or something like that. So, and mm-hmm. everyone loves it when you start singing T-Swift. That's when they can't you. get enough. I'm feeling 22. Yeah, everybody loves it, dude. Well, you know, and soon I'll be playing it on piano and soon I'll be, <laughs> I guess, like doing concerts not able to record, I think. See, the thing point. is that, Holden, I feel like you've definitely <laughs> gotten on my case before podcast. by saying when you can do something when you actually can't yet. <laughs> and then saying. you get the serotonin in your brain of like, oh my God, I'm doing this thing, but you can't yet. I want to talk to you when you're on the top <laughs> of your game by next week. We I will all be, expect it by I'm next week. I'm not going to say I'm not going to be filling auditoriums in a season from now, but I will say that I'll probably be filling up maybe some small auditoriums You can to learn see what my hands can do. You can learn quickly as an adult or an older person when you've got the passion. I've said before, yeah. and I'll say, I'll say it again, it's thanks to Real Big Fish and Less Than Jake that I learned how to play trumpet in like a month because <laughs> I just wanted to play along with them so bad. Give it you up, know? give it up, give it up, give it up, give it up, give it up. I just do that. I practiced that and got really good at that in a month. So I was like, I just want to be the give it up guy in a stop it. Give it up, give it up, give it up, give it up. Everyone it up. goes, yeah, look at the give Give it up for the give it up guy. <laughs> give it up, give it up, give it up. Who do you want to fuck? The guy that just dances or the guy that just says give it up? I think I would have fucked the guy that just It's pick it up dances. for the record. It's not give it up, it's pick Whoa. it up. Pick it up, pick it up. Get your Scott digs right. Sorry, sorry. I guess I was telling myself I should quit. Uh huh. Yeah. It's okay that you don't know the the deep nuances of Scott, but that's why I'm here. The one. You know what? I always want to bang the tambo. Anyone that's got a tambo and they're slapping on that bow, which that yeah, I don't even have the time to even say tambo anymore because I'm so excited about boning down on the bow player. Are we talking about forehand slaps or are we talking about thigh slaps? What are we? What are we? (laughs) Oh my god, I love a thigh slapper. Oh, when they get so into it, and like their their fringe is just flowing in the wind. The best thing about calling it a bow is that it sounds like several other musical instruments. <laughs> More exciting musical instruments, maybe. All Although, what is it called? Are, all the lips. Yeah, exactly. And that no, guy just uh, yeah, starts well, going yeah, with the, the big, yeah. Oh, oh in between cello. the thighs. The bass Ooh. of the cello, probably. You're miming a cello, for sure. I am yeah. miming a cello. <laughs> yes. Does that work on She's podcasting? miming a cello. <laughs> or, or finger banging herself. We can't tell because it cuts <laughs> off. 
below, but we're pretty sure it's a cello. What's going that, on? That right? or yeah, it could be just someone is sitting on my lap while I finger bang them, which is always a great solid move. But we have other upsetting things to talk about today. <laughs> today is a wacky one, man. There's just a bunch of wacky stories. I feel like we're if you were to be like, and we will be speaking specifically about a cartoon. But if you were to be like, oh, what kind of show is it? It's like an animated goofy cartoon show of a week of celebrity news. And I think that that the real headline story of today is that it's been exactly one year since I've been in the same room. One year since we've been inside. Oh my god! Why didn't I start with that? It's been one year since we lived inside. Since I've been and in the same room with Holden McNeely, specifically yeah. a whole year. Can you imagine all that good stuff? Yeah, I remember that. I got used to uh, all that. that Sharing particles. I can't believe yeah. that we didn't give each other COVID that day. Yeah. Well, I someone gave it to me because <laughs> I got it early on. Somebody Who knows. But... Might have been your baby. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I ended up. Getting it early on. What was funny recently was when I got the piano, I forget who said it, but they were like, oh, that's a smart uh, pandemic purchase. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I just got it because it's. I've decided I want to learn piano. I'm not still coping at this point. I'm just completely at like, in no way was I like, you know what I should do in this lockdown at this point. At this point, I'm figuring out how to get out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Um, so anyways, but that was just very funny to think about. It's like, oh, right. I guess we are still in that life. I just got it because I want to get it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yes. See, I'm in the part of quarantine where I am also watching wrestling along with Ben Kissel. So now, funny. I got to talk about this match. We've been watching wrestling with him. And I will say I watched a lot of wrestling when I was young. Um, I was very sexually attracted to The Undertaker, and I know I wasn't the only one. And all of the hearts, Brett the Hitman heart wanted uh, him. Yeah. Heart throb, what right? was uh, you know, the 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 Humpy Brothers? Ooh ah, ooh ah, Humpy Brothers. Hulk Hogan when he fucks mm. that. Lady? I think you're. Ta- are you talking about the Humpty Hump? Are you talking about? Um, oh my god, Digital I love Playground? that song. Maybe. Yeah. No, that's not what I'm talking about. But I this was a specific match that I guess they used to, They I, I don't think that they have ever done it, if I remember, I don't really know the history of wrestling, but they used to do this like barbed wire death match kind of thing in uh-huh. Japan. And yes. so they did this match here where the ropes were covered in barbed wire. <laughs> so funny and every time that. they hit into the ropes, there would also be an explosion. And they also then would like throw into the ring like a chair wrapped in barbed wire. And then they like slam him with the chair with the barbed wire. It looked so yeah, they were covered in blood. <laughs> and they had, they had at the 30 minute mark all of the explosions were going to go off. So they ended up like, long story short, the bad guy gets handcuffed and left in the middle of the ring, covered in his own blood because all of the explosions were going to go off. Yeah. And so another bad guy came out and is like trying to like lay on top of him to keep him sheltered from all of the explosions. But a malfunction happened And so instead of a bunch of explosions going off at the 30-minute mark, it was like two cartoonish sparklers (laughs) on the sides. And then like kind of a explosion, I guess you could say. Kind of an explosion. Is that what happened? Was it a malfunction or did they just like soft shoot it like 
accident. I don't know. I what? think that no, it was a mistake because oh, yeah. both of the the wrestlers on the ground were like knocked out. Like they, like they they did what they were supposed to do, which was be like, oh my god, are they dead? Oh my god, at the end. But there's no way that those sparklers would have made them. But look up, <laughs> you can look up the ending of it. It's the so AEW. Um, Moxley Kenny Omega match. It was a great. I had a wonderful time watching it. Ooh, are you watching it right now? Are you watching the end of it right now? I'm watching it. Yeah. It is. Uh, I just it, it puts such a smile on my face. Especially the announcers so also hard. Tra- the announcers try to sell to you like they're like oh. Oh, like there's just nothing happening on the stage. It's very funny. I, when, it's when, so funny. They're yeah. definitely sparklers. It's and but this was at the same time as the Oprah Winfrey Winfrey interview was happening. Yes. Oh. So I'm looking up and screaming about the Oprah Winfrey interview with um, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry while watching with just. <laughs> Boys that couldn't give a flying fuck about what I had to say about Prince Harry or Meghan Markle. I want to marry Harry still. I still would. I would. Well, we we care what you have to say about it, Jackie. And, of course, it was a massively important interview. Oprah Winfrey, oh, she gets all the good juice out of them. And um, how brown is that baby, Jackie? It is a problem to say it. Um, <laughs> yeah, by the way, I don't actually mean, yeah, that is uh, not real. That is the joke. No, you were thing. making a jape. You were making a jape. <laughs> on the on the, the racism of the palace. I was one of the, I thought that I was somebody who did not care at all. And Giddy I was thought, like, I really did. Are we going to watch this? And I was like, I guess I should watch page seven because I know we're going to talk about it, but I don't really care. And then within like 10 seconds, I was like, tell me everything. Oprah Riveting. is a goddess. You know, it was just so, <laughs> she is such a skilled interviewer. And yes. I will say, I was impressed with Harry. I think he did a good job. I, I, th- I think that he was like a thoughtful Person, you were not impressed. You mean ginger lollipop? <laughs> Interesting. I want to lick the hair right off of him. Uh, but then you'll I... turn out like his brother. Yeah, I'm fine with that, except Ooh, no. not in uh, not in spirit, I guess. Um, because <laughs> what's I do wrong know... with his brother. <laughs> I think his brother's the one who asked about the baby. I think it was his uh, brother. Yes. Oh, you do? Oh, oh yeah. my god! Because he was so upset, like. Obviously, Philip is like a known racist and his father doesn't take his calls. But like Harry was so upset to talk like he was like, I'm not going to repeat the conversation. I don't want to talk about it. It's obviously an upsetting conversation. But I think me not literally not knowing the royal family at all until this interview. And now I'm like an expert. And I think it was the brother. Of course. (laughs) So for those of y'all that don't know which I think at this point we'd have to live under a rock because there's, again, we're one year deep. There's nothing else happening right now. <laughs> so so Harry marries Meghan Markle. She is, according to the royalty, really not anybody. She's an American. She has um, she was from she suits? is mixed race. She was in suits. She's like a total zero. She's like a total she's all that situation. Unfortunately, all of these things that I just said about her are seen as very bad things when marrying into the royal family because of the just disgusting systemic racism <laughs> as well as just the the rules that they have is all tipsy topsy and so Meghan Markle came out and talked to Oprah Winfrey about what was happening and why she and Harry left 
the royal family, essentially. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that they were upset of the fact that Meghan Markle is uh, is mixed race and wonder and asking what color the babies would be when they came out of her and that is truly horrifying and disgusting it is and the fact that like there's all this talk which I do appreciate it seems like she and Kate Middleton who is the one that will be someday I guess the queen right I think so yeah if he's gonna be William's gonna be the king I guess she's gonna be the queen I think we still don't. I remember the years ago when they got married and we're like, we should learn more about how this royal family works. I've watched all of The Crown and I still don't exactly understand. I understand that that is fiction and that a lot of it is apparently made up for the television. Well, that's what the institution <laughs> says. But I have put in my quote unquote time. No, I haven't. But this is very interesting because she's just... They're so beautiful. And I really still love that Harry and William are big proponents of working on um, accepting mental illness and getting money to people in the UK towards helping them get help for mental like, like mental illness is like the their their thing. And I really dig that, but at the same time, wow, mental time, illness. That's such a mood. It's such like it's such like that's their thing. <laughs> and Meghan Markle, it is not the thing the, of the pa- of the royalty though. They no, do not want to talk about it. No, because at the same time, these are the same people that um, when she said, "I'm gonna kill myself because of how the tabloids are treating me and how everything is going down," that I'm I, I'm contemplating suicide, and they were essentially like. Too bad, so sad. Get the fuck over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't tell anybody. Yeah, and now I guess that was why one of the things that impressed me about Harry was that he was like, "Okay, this is really, really serious," um, and I like believe you, and I like want to tell my like I I don't I can't tell my family, but like we need to obviously like get you help, and maybe it's setting the bar just so low. But I was like, well, that's good, you know, like that he like. <laughs> you know, cared and believed her and wanted to get her help. Isn't that kind of nice? Not not certain that that's what's going on with Kate Middleton. Like hearing and hearing Megan, obviously Megan Markle is in a unique situation because she, because of the racism. And I have no idea what is going on with Kate Middleton, but just to be like the outsider marrying in and she, and Markle describes like they take your passport. Like it really is like you're a hostage. And I was thinking about Kate Middleton and all those pregnancies and all those kids and how isolating that must be and how lonely, lonely you know, it's just, it's, it's, fucking devastating like she was like i didn't have any control over where i went they wouldn't let me leave the house i mean it really is some horror shit yeah that's no good yeah exactly yeah it's not you know people think oh it's such a big deal that's why it always weirds me out that everyone cares so much like when they got married the big public weddings of the royal house and how huge of all the pageantry of that it's like macy's thanksgiving day parade times a million and i'm always just weirded out by it but people love a big affair right they love a big to do uh for sure but uh, it is very funny. Um, God, I read some tweet from like, this is like what it's like for the Irish. It's like, it's like as if your neighbor's like really into clowns and like clown events. And do you see that thing? And he's like, but for the Irish, it's like as if the clown, your 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 family, uh, your dad was killed by a clown. <laughs> right. And then also your neighbor is just like really into clown shit and just really, really down with like clowny ass stupid stuff. That yeah, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, and I guess, Right. I have never wanted to 
fuck or marry Harry. All love to Jackie, but like I want to marry Harry. <laughs> I I've never like wanted to be a princess. I understand a lot of people have. That's cool, but like I guess the 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 institution itself is just so abominable that that I at first I was like, well, why? Aside from like the fun and the pageantry of the wedding, whatever. Like I get that, but like why do I like these? This is like a like a reprehensible institution um, with a with a very bad history, right? And the, and and somehow Meghan Markle made me like really because my my instinct reaction was to be like, well, I don't know, you married him, like what did what did you, you think? knew you had to have known that this was going to be a nightmare? You right? willingly like, entered into this family, right? But then upon hearing her talk, I'm like, maybe it. I guess it's either a testament to her love of Harry, like that she thought it was worth it, or that she thought that she would be like just like a ambassador who got to go around and do charity work and didn't realize that she'd be more like a hostage. It, it, it was so compelling, especially to me as somebody who has like no reverence for the monarchy and in fact right. generally just like disdain. Do you believe their side? Do you believe their take? Harry and Meghan? Yeah. Yes, 100%. Uh, just totally, right? So you don't, you don't, you, your thoughts don't align with Piers Morgan, is what you're saying. <laughs> I, Whoa, I'm, that, oh my God. I, I was like, with the Piers Morgan thing, I was like, what? I'm trying to put myself in the mindset of like identifying with the royal family. It's Look, one thing I'm to fantasize about it. I'm down with the clown, big ICB fan. That dude is down with that crown, bro. And you cannot Whoa. come in and be like, oh, his juggle. he's like a juggalo of the royal family. You know what I mean? He's a hatchet, faux life type of dude. But when it comes to specifically the royal family of England. And like, again, I feel like most people, most straight women I know have wanted to fuck Harry. So that I get. The idea of like liking the royal family so much that you have to like think that Meghan Markle is like a like a liar that that you have to defend the royal family. I just can't imagine identifying with them. You know, like what is going on in your mind when you're like these are my people and Meghan Markle is trying to tear them down? (laughs) The actor from Suits, how dare she? (laughs) The actor. The actor from Zeus. And just in case, if you haven't looked into it, Piers Morgan um, had said before the interview that he referred to Meghan Markle as a grasping social climber and a shameless piece of work. And he also referred to the royal family as grasping, selfish, scheming Kardashian wannabes. (laughs) And then um, after the interview essentially said that he does not believe a word that Meghan Markle says. And he said, I wouldn't believe it if she read me a weather report talking about how he doesn't agree with anything that she says and doesn't believe it. And then he got 41,000 complaints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he's left. Good morning, Britain. And dude is a professional troll. And also there is video footage of him saying that he was literally on a date with her or at you know at a restaurant with her trying he thought it was a date he wanted to be a date and then she left got in a cab and then went to the party where she met Harry so he just oh. and she, he said she ghosted me he literally used the words she ghosted me <laughs> so that's why he's just a scorned he's just like a so guy who thought she was Pierce, gonna fuck him Piers Morgan is me in high school is what yes. you're saying yeah he's a sad boy <laughs> damn it he's just I a sad boy, sad boy. Right I we got old Britain right sad boy over here who, who knew and that is um that sucks bro but also we gonna compare 
Piers Morgan to Prince Harry. Remember those, uh, remember all of the videos when he was in Vegas, like banging in hot tubs? Yes. That's when I fell in love with Harry. Yeah, that's the I don't want to be a princess. I want to bang. I just like banging in hot tubs. But I think that that's bad for the pH. But we don't need to get into that right now. I was now. saying, I was like bragging about how I was enjoying some bang sessions in like a jacuzzi. And then everyone's like, oh, it's unhealthy. Oh, you'll get a disease from doing it. I was like, I yeah, thought the whole point bad. of a jacuzzi was literally to have sex in it. Am I crazy? Like, what is that? I think you and Harry aren't the ones getting the diseases. I think Jackie. Right. Yes. It's the I think, Yes. I think that, I think it's up on the, like, that's why I know you bang, like, like you get saucy get and then you bang up right you on the right on up lip. On the lip. Mm. You get that tub lip going for <laughs> yeah, your yeah. downstairs lip. To the downstairs. You, I you, love you, it, you, man. You, I love my lips. Did you, and, when, Jackie, when you were kid, a kid, did you, like, did you like the, Princes? Was it like something like the the whole like fanfare of it? Did did you like no. it? No, no. I was I was never into any of that. I just remember when Princess Di passed, and I remember when my mom sat and we watched the funeral, and she explained the like the idea, and I was like, I I really did think that their life was like. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Like I thought mm. that they walked down the street and everyone's like, good morning, Prince Harry. And everyone goes, good morning, Prince. And that's it. <laughs> and then they fuck. say, welcome yes. to the town in the morning. I want that. That's what so I would bread. love. Uh-huh. My neighbor's dead. Yeah. God, all can that you imagine kind of... just hungover? Like, I'm just trying to get a breakfast sandwich. Yeah, right. Just <laughs> but stop. we morning, want Jackie. to welcome you to our shop. It's very fun here. Would you like to buy a mop? I don't want to buy a fucking mop. <laughs> I want a coffee. I don't even think you sell mops. You just try to figure out something that rhymed with shop. You're right. I did. Um, I did think it was funny. I, I didn't mean to laugh about it, but she wow. was talking about how she was watching the little, Meghan Markle was watching the Little oh, Mermaid. This part. And she was like, I watched the Little Mermaid and she marries the prince. And then she lost her voice. The same way I lost mine. And I was like, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I did. All right. I mean, there was like a little part. I was like, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. there's lots of much worse things happening in this world, yes. unfortunately. And then a rough. sea witch attacked me. Uh, and that sea witch was the queen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think the sea witch technically is Prince Charles, I, oh. I believe, in this scenario. <laughs> Interesting. I also don't identify with Harry and Meghan either, right? Like the whole, no. they're all just, they're all just, Profoundly rich people, although it was fascinating to basically see that they like got cut off, but they didn't even like really. I remember last time we talked about this, we were like, I I, I, I remember thinking like, well, that was like brave of them to like willingly cut themselves off. But then it was like they actually didn't even think that was going to happen. Like they were like, whoa, you're going to take our security and all of our you're money. Yeah. Actually like, cutting us off. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He's surviving on the money that Diana left him. Like that's, that's cool. actually like um, pretty. They'll be up. fine. Yeah. Oh yeah, no! Didn't they, they just sign like a ten million dollar deal with like Netflix Are they doing a or something? Like they're like doing, yeah, they're doing streaming. All, like, yeah. They're streaming. They're fine. Yeah, no, they'll be they'll be fine. It's called Page Eight, and it is <laughs> no, his please, Megan, celebrity don't. gossip thing. It's great because Megan can get a lot of Hollywood people in for interviews. Oh, it's gonna be no, very good. Don't. It's gonna be very good. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. I have heard, though, that word on the street is that Meghan Markle is really just such a nice, sweet person. So I do hope that, you know, I hope the best for the family and for the baby that's inside over her. And um, but I guess that the kids don't even get like titles or anything. I didn't know that either, because all of their kids should have titles. Well, I and that's why I'm giving my baby title of King baby the second <laughs> wow so yes. you are king baby the first i'm king baby the first mm. and uh king baby the second is my so do we have to start to calling you his royal highness um, you need to start bowing right now to my baby so i don't really Whoa. understand why whenever you see lexi enter a room you should go sorry for my presence <laughs> and then disappear i say you mother get up i'm gonna bow to the baby you mother come <laughs> here i got to bow to the baby i don't know about this song what's going on with these songs open today? up your pussy and give oh, me the baby all right what are we doing is that get I'm... down with the sickness but... <laughs> yeah it's down with the sickness <laughs> bro. bow to the baby is that yeah, about the baby, bro. <laughs> My word, that is interesting. <laughs> I'm just glad I figured it out. I cracked the code on that one. You are welcome. <laughs> so. I will say that the barbed wire match was very similar to watching the Oprah Winfrey interview that I did watch. It, yeah, because it doesn't go how you think it's going to go, but it's no. spectacularly entertaining nonetheless. Covered in blood. You think yes. you don't care, but you do. And then you yes. do care because that's re- honestly, yes. <laughs> because you're just like, you're watching it. I'm like, oh man, this is going to be like nuts, huh? And then just explosion, explosion. They can't see. They got blood all in their eyes for like two minutes in the match. They're just on the ground, like trying to find each other because whatever the smoke was getting in their eyes and the blood so they couldn't see anything it was great what amazing (laughs) entertainment Um, I imagine they talked about it over on Kinda Fun if you want to go listen to Kissel know about wrestling because he knows more about the wrestling side of it but it was a lot of fun first though before we're we're staying in the sports category Uh uh-oh sporty spice um but in a very different way because we have to talk about lola bunny and space jam 2 the internet is a flame this is where my expertise just like little mermaid they took her breasts away (laughs) and where are her breasts this is where my expertise comes into play i already had one jake young my co-host where's the bruiser forced me to sit down and talk to him for a half an hour Patreon episode about this issue. Okay, let me give you a little bit of a history lesson on this. Okay, Please. Space Jam, created by a bunch of dude bros, right? Guys But also in check a room. out the Space Jam, Wizard and the Bruiser episode. Wizard You're the Bruiser episode's great. And so when they went to go make this female bunny character that they wanted to have in the thing, it's a bunch of guys, and they started drawing what they felt would be a lady bunny, right? And it just kind of looked like Bugs Bunny in drag, right? Which is kind of like they couldn't figure out. And so, in order to, quote, feminize this bunny, 
They went like it's a because it's a the male gaze like which also that was twenty five years ago yes, and we have now learned ago. a lot that that doesn't mean that it is a more feminine character just because they have breasts. No, no. Well, this continue. is where the controversy comes in, right? Right, right, is, right. The, is is the reaction to this? So Lola is way over the top, like slamming in Space Jam, right? And to use a pun, pun intended, right? She is a bit of, like, every, I feel like every single sexy cosplayer has a Lola Bunny spread. It is no, a known thing. I think it created a generation of future furries. She is, like, oddly sexual in the film. She like, got she is big, big old boobs and a crop top, boobs. essentially. And right? she's always, like, in an S shape. like Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, she's always the ass is, like, so far out away from her and tits. and tits are out. Meanwhile, as we all know, is someone that I do have um, large top mountains. I got to <laughs> bind these bitches if I'm doing any. I'm going downward anything. I'm bi- I, They are flat against my body. Because yes. if not, my nipples are going to slap me in the eyes. <laughs> yes. And then I'm gonna be I'm gonna be uncomfortable. You'll be blinded by your own nipples, which is just <laughs> by, by the nipples. I'm man, guys. We're we are it today. We, we got a whole parody out song parody out. We are weird Al Yankovic's over here today. Uh, yeah, and so it's this odd thing where like the and then the react and this I feel like is the story of the past few years in general, right? It's right. it's it's a story of overcorrecting. And then the overcorrection becomes a new issue all its own and has something to say about the female body, right? Or about whatever they're overcorrecting. And in this case, the director comes out. He's, I forget the exact quote. It's, you have it. It's in there. The whole quote is like, we're trying to not be This as is 2021. About, we're trying to not be as horny about Lola Bunny as she initially was <laughs> intended for some weird reason to be like this weird sex pot in the movie. I will say too. Well, so anyways, so he corrects and yes, they kind Kind of make her her the bunny's breasts a lot smaller. I mean, there's no way to jerk off to this bunny anymore, right? Like, there is just everything about this bunny is is says. I don't know. No, no, I no. think that there definitely is a way to still because you know what? That's the whole thing is that they rounded out her character. They they, they said they wanted to focus on her athletic prowess, her leadership skills, and make her as full of a character as so the now- others. And so I can jerk off. You can to jerk that. off to her whole lovely personality. Yes, her confidence <laughs> and her talent, and I can jerk off to that because at the same time, there's of course the same argument of like, so are you also trying to say that an athletic person can't have tits and ass? Right, right, that like, right. oh, then all like people good at athlete like athletics can't have curves and there's that side of it as well right like it's okay to look sexy and still expect to be taken seriously so like the quote right is like we wanted her to like i I don't remember the exact quote but it was basically like it's it created a a dichotomy between like having big old visible pushed out tits yeah and being like respectable and fully realized and that is the problem because you shouldn't have to put your tits away in order to still be respected, of course. And so, yeah, that's what we mean by the overcorrection, right? And right. so, and and the quote from the director: "This is 2021. It's important to reflect the authenticity of strong, capable female characters. So we reworked a lot of things, not only her look, like making sure she had an appropriate length on her shorts and was feminine without being objectified, but made, gave her a real voice. For us, it was let's ground her athletic prowess, her leadership skills, and make her as full a character as the others." Now, that's cool. I think the one mistake they made, they made the tits too small, and people are upset. It's so true, though, right? Like, they removed, they they took the tits way down. They should have gone from, like, a D to, like, a B, and they went from, like, a D to, like, an 
A. My, right? my favorite they, joke. They went from like a C to an A, essentially, right? My favorite joke about this was uh, in, you know, some non-binary humor for you is that this people said Lola Bunny had top surgery and we should be happy for them. Um, yes. They just, <laughs> you know, she just doesn't have... Um, you know, tits anymore, which if that's what she wants, then that's fine. But it is. And also, yeah, (laughs) I agree with getting rid of the makeup because as someone that I enjoy putting on makeup. Yeah, take the makeup off of her because that shit's going to come get in your eyes. It's a a problem I have even putting moisturizer on before I work out. Oh, my God. It gets in my eyes. Look, uh, honestly, though, the original I see what they were trying to do. The original movie, it was essentially like they made Jackie into a sexy cartoon bun and put her in a lunatic. She's the whole time, she's screaming for dong. She's like, ding dong goes the clock. I want Mm -hmm. the second word in that sentence I just said, on Mm -hmm. me, in me, all over me. Literally at all points in the movie. And I think that was essentially like, why is she so weirdly horny in this children's movie? It seems kind of inappropriate. You know what I mean? And um, it's giving a lot of people a sexual awakening, which isn't terrible, but it's just kind of an odd move, I'd say, for children's film but i said this uh to jake and i wanted to throw this out there i think what they're trying to appeal towards is the horny dad factor i think that if you can in a children's movie make a dad horny you're gonna sell more tickets i think Mm -hmm. maybe that's what they were going through maybe it's an old school way of thought but you think about it you look back at old animated stuff cartoon stuff whatever disney doesn't matter what it is there's always a little bit of horny dad energy going on in those movies, right? And if you can pop, give dad half a stiffy in <laughs> your movie, you're gonna just sell, you're gonna bring more to the yard. In the same way, on the opposite end of that, I wanted to have sex with the Beast. The I know that I said this on one. here before. Yeah. The Beast is sexy as fuck. Yeah. There is no reason for the Beast to be that sexy. But you know what? It gave me something to look at. <laughs> I go. wanted to fall in love with the Beast. And in fact, he was uglier as a man. Yes. And I will die on this hill. I liked him better as a Beast. I think that for people who liked, you know, for little kids who liked boys uh the beast was to them as lola bunny was to little kids who like right. girls if that w- and when i say little kids i mean like i don't know 10 11 year olds although mm. right like uh, it's because the beast <laughs> this is gonna be my dissertation the beast Ooh, please <laughs> <laughs> like the beast wasn't sexy in like a porn way the beast no. was, was like just had some it factor that 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 really did it for us. And Whereas, Lola yes. had an ass the size of a football stadium. Lola and that was is like the a difference. porn, a porn cartoon, yeah, right? right? She was. Right, right, by, right, right, right. I mean, it's like goes Jessica in terms of fuckable cartoon characters for our childhood. <laughs> Jessica Rabbit, number one, right? Uh, number two for the male gaze, at least. Number two would definitely be easy with a bullet, Lola Bunny, man. I mean, all you thought about was just like, where would the penis go if we were, you know what I mean? That's <laughs> all you think about. And that's kind of the weird, funny thing about it. And so it's hilarious to see people very upset on all ends of this thing. I mean, horny men around the world are disgusted with the whole situation. First, they had to redesign the jersey. People don't like the redesign of the basketball uniform. Now they've they've taken – it's the tits from the earth. 
for us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, as a as a, I'm speaking for my demographic right now. By the way, and right? I think I understand. Have to. Crucially, it's people who were like age 10 to 14 when Space Jam came out, like old enough to be horny. Because I think that again, <laughs> with the Beast, old enough to be horny. My first album, yes. <laughs> it was like the, the Beast. The Beast. Uh, I think I was like six or seven, and it wasn't like explicit horniness. It was like intrigue. I don't know. It's, I, and yeah. I didn't know why. Like I, I, because I wanted, because I wanted, like I remember that I had a cup, like I got from like McDonald's or something that had the poster, like the Beauty and the Beast on it. Remember when we used to get real cups? I remember that. The, yeah. At, <laughs> in, in the little um, Happy Meals or whatever, and I remember that I ripped off Belle. On it because I also I had dark hair so I always wanted to be Belle so I ripped it off because I didn't want to look at Belle on the cup I just wanted to look at the beast. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so I My love it. My mom knew it was going to be a difficult road with me from there. <laughs> I'm going to say, Belle. <laughs> I'll kill her. I love it. I want the beast. My my take on this, looking at the redesign, as I stated before, I will end with this as well. It's just that they just should have not completely taken away the tits, and I think everybody would have been fine, right? They, she needed a little bit of fuckability. They just stripped her of all of her fuckability, and it is very upsetting to see. But, you know what I mean? Yes, but you know where there's plenty of fuckability? On top of a mountain, <laughs> all covered in Gucci. This picture of Adam Driver makes me leak out my poochie. <laughs> yes, I did just come up with that. Thank you for the applause. I can hear it um, from your homes. If you look up the House of Gucci, Adam Driver, Lady Gaga picture, that... um. So there was House of Versace. There's House of Gucci. I guess next has to be House of Zabrowski. Yes, <laughs> House of Zabrowski will be coming soon. And um, I am excited about this. Did you look at the picture? Yes. It's all you need. All you need. I mean, also directed by Ridley Scott, which is like the shit. But all you need is this picture to be like, yeah, where do we yes. sign up for this show? <laughs> yes, can I I'll have get this? COVID to see this in the movie theater. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to start, but also, why aren't we dressing like this? I need more of this fur alp chic in my life. You know, perfect for LA living. Everyone says, when you move to LA, you start dressing alp chic. And this, I actually knew nothing about this until I read this article that the movie is going to be about the assassination of Maurizio Gucci by his ex-wife, Patrizia Reggiani. And I didn't know that there was, because in the same way, when I was going to watch that, the Versace show, I was like, who gives an H about a Versace? I didn't know anything about it. And then I watched the show and was like, oh my God. Yeah. And now there's a whole Gucci controversy and I had no idea. It makes sense though. You think about the fashion world, it's the same thing as like being a big deal musician or actor in Hollywood. You know what I mean? You're just like, you just have to live crazy. Especially at the height of it, it's very exciting. I love it. I love this kind of story. And Adam Driver and Lady Gaga look fucking phenomenal in this wow. picture. They do. Wow. I need. They, I, they do look quite good. Except for all I can think about is how he like hates seeing himself in movies, and it makes me kind of sad because he's so good. 
Yeah, but that also, it keeps him grounded, <laughs> I guess. I don't know if you can be grounded. Look in that grate in a cable knit sweater. He looks so goddamn good. He's got such a big face, and yet it works so well for him. God, it works so well in the same way that it works so well that Bria, we're going to be talking Italia. We're going to talk about Bria. And Spotify, this article really just, I started listening so Spotify and Bria have been making playlists. They're making Paschetti playlists. Uh, yes, yes. I was like, trying to remember what you were talking. Yes, yes, Paschetti yes. Paschetti playlists. Playlists like Mixtape Spaghetti and Moody Day Linguini. And what they've done is they have put together Spotify playlists the amount of time that it takes to make the Paschetti. So you don't have to set a timer. And so each individual, like the Moody Day Linguini, we all know Linguini takes more time than an angel hair. We all know this. And so Moody Day Linguini is a little bit longer than the angel hair. You don't have to um, set a timer. All you have to do is open up Spotify, find the playlist find by the searching playlist. for it, it ready. Hit play the on the first one. Yes. Dump the pasta, and- immediately press play. <laughs> um, I guess also pay for Prime so that you cannot get interrupted by commercials. You can't you have will. commercials in it because it, you're going to ruin your paschettis. I'm just and kidding. I love Spotify. I can't get enough of it. I listen to it every day, and I love Spotify. Um, yes, me too. And I love Paschetti's because I'm Italian. Oh, minute, 11 minuti penne regatti. <laughs> and um, I love Paschetti's. And um, I did listen to one. And I will say I did overcook the Paschetti's. But I think <laughs> that has more to do with the fact that hmm. I don't pay attention ah. and that I am usually doing about 12 things at once. So yes, I do say it a lot of times that what I I've truly become my mother when I say I like it burnt. Um, but that's because I um, am doing 20 other things. Lexi honestly legitimately likes burnt. I actually well. do kind of like it burnt. It's so too. bizarre to me. It's like last night I was like, I totally overcooked dinner. And I was just like, I was like, Oh yeah, I'm still trying to get used to our new, kitchen equipment and everything, you know, the new oven and stuff because it's like I'm used to the old stuff. And then I was like, oh, wait, you'll love this burn-ass shit. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> Enjoy. loves it. I burnt it for you, my love. Oh, that's sweet. He ruined the dinner for her. <laughs> that's sweet. But um, I guess it's also sweet because... Do we believe? Mysteries abound. Do ghosts exist? We can't tell. Is an alien controlling our minds? But do you believe in? The idea that the Glee cast is cursed? Oh, yes. I can already answer that one. But please continue. This one one comes up. Do any of us have a, or any of us Gleebies or whatever they call us, Glee Glows or whatever they say? Gleebers? (laughs) Not me. It was one of those things where it was like, uh, too many people are saying this is something you'd really like, and I just pushed back on it, and I was <laughs> well, like, then my no. mom was like, you know, the best show on TV is Glee, and I was like, well, now I've never watched it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so nobody here is mother. a Glee- nobody here is a Gleeby Bridgers. No one. Okay, you so no, oh, no that was Glee- good, Holden. <laughs> Gleeby Waller Bridge. Um, I actually. It was, there are times when I realized when there were shows or movies that were in a time period of true drunken debauchery in my life that, like, I I think that there was about six years where I watched 
nothing yeah. because I was just drinking just and partying. working all the time. Like I exactly. only partied. There are just times I'm like, I don't know why I've never seen this. Like, oh, that was in the dark time when I consumed no media. You're just getting railed on. Oh, yeah, other people are sitting at home, having dinner, watching Glee, holding hands, and you're just getting slammed on a mirror that was mm-hmm. initially covered in cocaine. And you can listen to almost all of that over on the round table. <laughs> so none of us here is a Loch Ness Glee monster. Is that what we're saying, right? No, no, no. I was okay, not at home wanna... to watch Glee during that time. We weren't We weren't watching it then. None of us here was a Glee Wee Herman, right, is what we're saying. <laughs> Ew. Ew, it sounds like you're going to pee all over me. I would love to pee in a mouth on a Wednesday. But uh, in lieu of that, I'll tell this celebrity conspiracy. This actually comes from Nancy. Hi, Nancy. Nancy says, Hello, Holden. I know that you and the rest of Page 7 hosts didn't ride the Glee train, but it premiered the same year I started high school, so I ate that trash up. Mm, Even before Naya Rivera's untimely death last year, it's been a theory of mine that Glee has an exorcist and poltergeist-level Hollywood curse. In 2013, before Glee ended, main cast member Corey Monteith died at the age of 31 of a drug overdose. A couple of years later, Mark Sailing, another cast member, was arrested for possession of child pornography and later took his own life. In the year of the devil, 2020, Naya Rivera's body was found in a lake after a five-day search where it was discovered that she had drowned. That makes three deaths in the cast. It would be one thing if these were older people dying of natural causes, but these are three people in their 30s who died under tragic circumstances. Another thing that makes me suspicious that the Glee cast is cursed is that Glee was a cultural phenomenon in the early 2010s, yet most of the original cast has had fairly unremarkable careers following the end of the show. And what's-her-name even got dragged through the mud recently, too, right? The big one from that show. Um, Face House. Oh, Leah, uh, Leah Michelle, right? Leah Michelle, yeah. Leah, other Liam Ramini. My final piece of evidence that the Glee cast is cursed is Matthew Morrison's live performance as the Grinch last year. If that isn't cursed, I don't know what is. <laughs> I love the podcast and hope that one day the world would get its shit together so I can finally attend one of y'all's live shows in LA. Your friend, Nancy. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you so much, Nancy. And definitely, I think that I do think that they might be cursed. That's a lot from one show, unless yes. it was the kind of like, who knows what happened while they were shooting? Maybe it was just the kind of thing that they all kind of spun out from, like, becoming mega superstars right. really, really fast, which we all know, unfortunately, does lead to a lot of trauma as well as downfalls. A lot of Jackie during the roundtable days. Yeah, exactly. Yes, all but that I didn't have stuff. the money of the young right, traumas. to do it. Um, no, no, no. So mine was just regular normal trauma yeah. and not well, so much apparently, a curse. Apparently one of the directors one of the early seasons name was Grim Hilda. And oh, she no. had a crook nose. She had this like long, crazy nose thing and a big wart on her chin and they, everyone said ooh Grimhelda she's why, why would they ever hire a, a, this witch woman to direct a thing and apparently they could never get the takes right at one point she was just like if you don't get this next musical number correct a curse is to all this is the problem you. that no one is perfect and then they they were supposed to do step step sidestep Jiggle, jiggle, step, and instead they did step, step, side, step, jiggle, step, step, and then she said, "I curse you all." And I would say that it's just acapella itself that's cursed, but that the Pitch Perfect people are all doing great. So they're doing great. They're killing it. 
And pentatonics, dude. Pentatonics fucking... definitely not cursed. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. They're getting fucking railed right now, all of them, in a good way. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sexual pleasures. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, I would say, uh, Glee, uh, I agree. I ugly. Wow, we agree. <laughs> I also agree that they are cursed. But I do hope positive energy to everyone else that is still alive, and I do hope that you take care of yourself. Except for was it Leah, Mich- Leah Michelle, right? Yeah, she's, she's bad, bad, right? She's, she's bad, bad news woman. Bears. She's bad, she's bad woman. news bears. Yeah, shoot her out of a cannon, I say, and into the moon. Oh, see, that would be kind of fun, though. Yeah, you got to shoot him into the sun. Yeah, into the right. sun. Into the sun. Uh, but we, uh, uh, but I digress because before we shoot anyone into the sun, I want to give some shout outs <laughs> to uh, some amazing people that wrote into page7podcast at gmail.com. Now, um, I want to start with, this goes out to Joe, and I don't want to say your last name, but your last name does remind me of the Gucci song that I sang earlier. Um, So Joe and his girlfriend, Heather, bought tickets to see us in Milwaukee last year before the great closing of our lives. And um, his girlfriend had accidentally left the tickets on the table. And then he knew that she had left it on the table, but she, and she did as well, so she bought two more tickets, and then ended up being snowed out of our Milwaukee show and they still make jokes about it to this day because they bought four tickets to a show that they didn't even end up being able to see and so wrote this beautiful email and I just want to say thank you Joe so much and um and I want to give a an amazing shout out to Heather for her birthday next weekend uh, because they are both huge fans. They listen every week and we love you and Holden. Have a baby. Happy birthday baby to you for me. Holden I've got tiny pee pee in my pants. I urinated inside of me pants. I'm British now. For you Heather. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah what is it? Why would you want that? But either I way, like there's... I love it because Joe asked Holden to do it in the Santa Baby oopsie poopsie voice. And so I applied. And I'm just like, and man. Holden's like, yeah, I know what that means. I'm ready. So Let's go. So it's a punishment? <laughs> it's a birthday punishment. <laughs> punishment. And happy punishment. birthday, Heather. I also want to give... Happy birthday, Heather. Oops. <laughs> Put a driblet in my little pants. Oh. <laughs> For you, Heather. <laughs> I want to give now a shout 
Yeah, from Long Island. <laughs> yeah, it's very you're going very international with this. Um, uh, speaking of international, I want to give a thank you to Jenna from the UK, where the lockdown has been insanely strict, and so she has been learning how to rollerblade. So if you're listening to this right now, don't fall down. Stay up. Stay up. Don't fall down. <laughs> don't get. Don't be taken away from what's happening in front of you. Oh no! She survived, but also we love you and thank you for listening while you um, rollerblade. And one more birthday shout out goes out to Kristen from Abby. Your partner wants to wish you the happiest 23rd birthday because it's your second quarantine birthday. This is, we were talking about this earlier as well. Man, the second round of core birthdays are are coming into style right now. And I think we got to bump it up. All all right. So if you, if this is your second birthday, we have to bump it up. Do something special. Buy something special. You know, of course, have it sent to your home because we can't go anywhere. But try to make it a little bit more special if you can. And I just want to say that um, we love you, Abby and Kristen. Kristen, I hope you have as good a birthday as you can second time around in your early 20s second time around but the you know hot what years, the hottest they're the hottest of years. the years go get some prosecco uh-oh yes. for gucci we love you guys and um that's it okay so can i stop talking like this now now Oops. you're Southern? Yes. Oops, I made a fart on a police officer. <laughs> Oops, it's time for the list. Oh! Who's, Who's on, on the list? list? That's Jackie. me! Gotta have that list. Ooh, famous characters with unexpected origins. What? Now I've heard everything. <laughs> yes! You are. You know what? Holden, I thought about you because there are Thank a good you. amount of some video, video game. game characters on here, like Street Fighter's M. Bison, mm-hmm. who apparently got that name kind of randomly. The character was originally called Vega in the Japanese version of Street Fighter 2, and M. Bison was the name of a boxer character who was a pretty clear homage to Mike Tyson. When the game was released outside Japan, Capcom just gave the M. Bison name to another character out of fear of lawsuit from Tyson. So Balrog, who is very much uh, designed uh, after Mike Tyson, inspired by Mike Tyson, was named M. Bison. And they were like, oh, this boxer Street Fighter character should probably not be. So it's actually switched. So Balrog's now Balrog, and M. Bison's now M. Bison. And then Vega is also, of course, the little Hispanic uh, guy with the big uh, Wolverine blade hands. Oh, I like it. I know. You love Street Fighter. I still don't understand it. I just always think, whenever I think of Street Fighter, I think of being in an arcade, just like slamming things down, being like, stop, stop, because <laughs> I'm just getting pummeled and the, and the fight ends so yeah, fast because going, I don't get it. You'll never beat me. Because it was like a little tiny Henry or whatever. Yeah. No, he always sound exactly the same. He looks like this. And <laughs> did you guys know that Jordy LaForge was based on a disabled Star Trek super fan? So, oh. um, Holden, have you done Trekkie Trek over there we yet? We did the original Star Trek. Uh, I believe this is Next Generation. Yes, it is. We have not done an Next Generation episode. I feel like we will probably pull Carolina in for that as well as she is like avid Star Trek generation. I'm very intimidated by Star Trek. We did do the history of the first 
run of it. The you know the old school Star Trek that's like silly as hell and you know. Well, it's a lot. You know, we did that Star Trek. So, and I, I, I did not know this that the the super fan's name was George LaForge. He'd suffered from muscular dystrophy, and he showed up all the time at fan conventions. He made friends with Gene Roddenberry, and Roddenberry remembered him when he was creating characters for the Next Generation. That's I think so that's nice. Sick as shit. That's awesome. Very cool. Well, we'll probably repeat that fact on our Star Trek The Next Generation episode that we hope to do in 2021 or 2022. Well, I imagine you can also repeat this fact at some point that Mario was only created because Nintendo couldn't get the rights to Popeye. Hmm. So apparently when Shigeru Miyamoto was making Donkey Kong, Nintendo tried to license the Popeye characters, but that fell through. So he came up with new ones, including Mario, the it's me. character. Oh, it's a Mario. That's kind of fun. Right? Yeah. Isn't that? <laughs> and uh-oh, we got a fish fucker on this list. Oh, Tropic no. Thunder's Les Grossman was Tom Cruise's creation. The character wasn't in the script, but Cruz said, I think you need another villain other than just the 12-year-old drug king and suggested somebody who embodies the sleaziest, seemiest side of Hollywood. Arguably one of the best parts of that movie. Great in that movie. So good. I've been wanting to rewatch it again because I think about it all the time, especially when it comes to... Um, you know the award seasons. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 and all that kind of. Stuff. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. I, I, man, what a great. And I saw that in the theater. It's so funny, man. And Cookie Monster was created for an ad for Muncho's potato chips. So in general, the Muppets were were they started off doing these little advertisements, and that they were literally like an kind of, almost an ad agency before we got to the Muppet Show. I love it. I don't know why he was purple, but I kind of almost like him better purple. In the ad, he ate up a whole bag of the chips to the slogan of, there's more to a muncho. Later, he made his way to Sesame Street and found a love of cookies rather than chips. I identify with a chip monster more. I'm a chip monster. I am also, uh, I'm I'm quite a chip monster myself. (laughs) Uh, And Wonder Girl was the result of the writer not reading Wonder Woman comics. When DC writer Bob Haynes was putting together Teen Titans, a comic book about superhero sidekicks teaming up, he included Wonder Girl as Wonder Woman's sidekick. But she was actually a young Wonder Woman, and the two only met in the same comic thanks to time travel. I love that shit. I really do, like, especially with getting into the lore and, like, all the behind of everything with WandaVision. Check out the Wizard and the Bruiser episode of WandaVision. I think it's so cool how they, like, when it's, like, they're writing something like, okay, well, how about we make it connect like this? And I, it's so cool because you see it time and time again. Oh, my God. Am I becoming a nerd girl? Nerd girl. Nerd girl. I'm such a nerd Nerd girl. girl. You are wearing glasses, so whatever. I'm such a nerd girl. But also, (laughs) we do talk about WandaVision on on this week's Talking TV, and you should go check it out over on the Page 7 Patreon because we loved it. We loved it. But also... Molly, did you finish one? Have you watched yes, WandaVision? Yes, I finished yet? it, and I loved it. I loved it more than I've Ugh. ever loved any superhero. And I, I like superhero same. things. I've Fucking never same. loved but a superhero show like this. But I think that makes like a this. lot of sense if you're familiar with the run of the show because it's so unlike yes. so much of the superhero stuff. But like Gideon started it good. without me, you know, because usually I'm like, do your superheroes, and I'll yeah, you know. go do your yeah, go in there and like 
you know, hump the couch or whatever you watch. <laughs> and then, like, you watch Captain America throw a shield hard. Yeah, exactly. I think I get by, it. like, episode five, he was like, I really, really want you to watch. And I was like, oh, yeah. I have to share your th- something that is your thing <laughs> with you. But then I was like, it took me... I mean, I was intrigued by the first episode, but I was it maybe took me till episode three or four. But then I was like, "Holy shit, this is yeah, incredible! This is great, yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah, totally." But deals with so... some really interesting, deeper themes, and you know, it's not to say it's like fucking I don't know Chaucer or whatever. But I think it's Chaucer. Tolstoy. You think it's Chaucer? It's Chaucer vision. It's bright eyes. It's bright eyes at a superhero show. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Did you hear the new Bright Eyes, Molly? Only a little bit, but yeah, it's good. Ugh, and there's a new Holsteady too. What is it? My yes, birthday? I right? Oh my God! Well, it just was your birthday, so it's, <laughs> I guess it's a bit of a it's a late birthday present for you. And I'm gonna round out this week's list with the monsters in where the wild things are. We're supposed to be horses. The original title of the book was Where the Wild Horses Are. <laughs> All the wild horses in the sun. Remember that song? You Did you ever get into uh, All the Tired, tired Horses? Never mind. I'm no, going on a Bob Dylan uh, I will say I did, I did wake up with uh, the song <laughs> Goodbye Horses. Ooh, don't be creepy creep. I woke up with that in my head and I was just like, that was like two days ago. I was like, what is wrong with, what What did I dream about last night? I need someone to make a playlist of all of the songs referenced on this episode. It's like a, it's going to be like a 12 <laughs> to 15 song playlist. Honestly, you can it's, definitely make a spaghetti in that. You can definitely make a spaghetti playlist in this it's one. It's going to be a really long and very good playlist. Very Please. weird. And yeah, and then the I don't know if we'll end it with all the tire, tired horses the, uh, from the Bob Dylan soundtrack because that one gets stuck in my head all the time. Because remember that song? It's just the same thing over and over again. All the tired horses in the sun. Uh. How am I supposed to get any riding done? Uh, how am I supposed to see if I think I'm going uh, blind. blind? I was in the I middle don't. of singing. We can't, can't see, see them. them. Finish now. You can finish your song. <laughs> That's it. That was the end. <laughs> All right. What's your go-to karaoke song? Ch- uh, uh, chat? I was about chat. to say chat. Uh-oh, you know. think we're streaming right now. We're streaming right now. I'm always streaming let us know. in my mind. Um, okay, here we go. Here are a few fun, quick blind items for you. There's an ongoing huge split between these singing siblings because of the same issues that plagued them in the past. One is just super thirsty and wants all the attention. Singing Jonas Brothers. Jonas Brothers. I was like, the, the Osmonds, yeah. and then they're not. Jonas Brothers, I and wish. who do you think the me, me, me of the Jonas Brothers is? <sighs> whatever. Nick. Of course. So yeah. he's a big whatever, whatever, but I do love his wife. Um, so uh, What's her name from Game of Thrones? She's Sophie Turner. Uh, that's the first one. Are you ready for the next two? It's going to yes. fucking make your heart bleed. No, yeah. I don't want that. <laughs> is it sad? The massive... The massive selling of assets by the permanent A-list rapper slash mogul is in preparation for a divorce. Oh, it is Jay-Z? sad. That... Jay-Z Beyonce, Wait, bro. I thought it was going to be Kanye. No, dude. We already know about their divorce. This is a Jack, secret one, right? Right? Jack Dorsey's company that's not Twitter, it's called Square, is buying title from Jay-Z for $300 million, apparently. Um, How and then, is he going to live off of just that? I don't, well, also, <laughs> don't worry. Mil. Hova also sold his stake in the champagne brand Armand de Brignac, 
which is the a- Ace of Spades is the nickname due to the Ace label of, of it. Spades. Yeah, Ace yeah. of Spades! To the French luxury giant LVMH. So he's selling off a lot of stuff. They think it's indicative of a divorce. Oh, that Whoa. does make my heart bleed. Right. Even though I'm obviously going to be team Beyonce anyway, but I... I want to believe in their love. I know. Yeah, but I have a feeling, you know what I mean? And think about the album we're going to get. Think about yeah. the albums we're going to get, actually. Yeah. I mean, from... we said that about Adele, but, you know, we're, we're also But then she started getting hammered that. with Harry, and that's why she's putting out her album, getting hammered with Harry. It's just her <laughs> drunk, drunkenly playing, like, Catskills piano tunes while he's like, ah, you know, he's, he's like doing his best Neil Diamond impression. And Megan's just like, can you please spend time with me? I, I, I ruined my life for you. And he's just like, ah, say, ah the piano man, uh, say a song for me. Actually, you know I mean? that makes a lot of sense because Beyonce immediately came out in defending Meghan Markle after the interview. There you go. Remember that meeting? Remember when they met? And I think, I, I, I remember like, I think Beyonce, was it Beyonce was pregnant or Meghan Markle was pregnant? I just remember there was that, the picture of the two of them and both faces are just like completely lit up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's fantastic. Or actually, no, it's terrible. Or maybe it's good. I just <laughs> wish the best for everyone. I don't know. I'm just all confused. <laughs> this last one. <laughs> this last one. I know. My brain is fried, apparently, at this point in the day. Um, this network new ratings would be garbage for this annual show. They did a little here and there to make it even more painful to watch because they want to renegotiate their deal with the organization and their production company and get a much lower price. The Golden Globes? or a, Yes, the Golden Globes oh. and NBC apparently trying to do their best to make it so that the Globes will, uh, they have to pay them less to have their show on their network is the theory of this blind item. It had this show, by the way, it was the worst award show I've ever seen by far and I've seen a lot of bad I've seen a lot of MTV award shows uh, <laughs> although had, those are usually kind of fun that's the thing. I think fun. I like those more at this point yeah it had barely one third of the size of 2020's viewership which is worse than any other events downslide during COVID time. because like, nobody yeah. wants to watch people on Zoom on TV like it it's just too awful. it's just yeah. a reminder it just feels like you are also in a Zoom meeting but like with Jacob, Jason Sudeikis the Emmys pulled it off better by far there was just something going on with this it was so janky it was so by the way I feel like you know they had like Amy Poehler and Tina Fey like socially distance on the stage stop signaling they get to take the test they can stand right fucking next to each yeah. other they can take eight tests before the ceremony stop trying to signal to people that like you They're should just distance. like us. we know yeah, we know we need a distance. We want to see people next to each other in the same room at this point. And I think that they could have done a lot more of that, and they didn't, and that was a huge misstep. It's also not even how, like, the, the fucking air works. Like, it's if they yeah. were, you know, I wouldn't... Uh, yeah, it's, it's all so dumb. It's just making it theater. awkward, bad television yeah. for no fucking reason. Like, there's yes. so much of that right now, especially in Hollywood. It's like, dude, every single person can get a test like they could have had a lot more people, I think, in the actual theater, like do putting the show on even. But and at this point, all these celebrities are secretly already vaccinated anyways, by the way. So fucking just put on the show. Agreed. We don't need we don't need the signaling at this point. We all know how to and by and by the way, everyone either got the memo and went along with it or have since refused. We're not changing any minds here. <laughs> especially yeah. at the gold especially at the Golden Globes, because all those people think that everyone there is a pedophile secretly anyways at this point that also refuses to wear a mask, right? So the whole thing's out the window by that point. 
So. Yeah, I think that's right. It's just too. It's it's it doesn't. It's just too depressing. I like watching award shows, and I I just was like, this is too depressing. It's just too much of a reminder of our terrible reality. Yes. Yeah. It's so dumb, and it's yeah. I don't think I think we're past the phase of we're all in this together. We're just, we weren't even in the, we weren't well, like the phase wasn't good when we were in the phase. Like it's time to just be like, we can now get everybody fucking tested like four times before the day of the show. We know everybody's legit and we're going to literally like watch people. If they had come out and we'd seen Tina Fey and Amy Poehler give each other a big hug and be like, you know what I mean? I would have loved that. Yes. Yeah, that would have been, you're right. We need some sense of community to come back at some point. Like, we yeah. we got to start getting, we got to get back into it. I'm also even just trying to, like, talk more in person. Like, I would say we need to get back into being around people again. I don't know about y'all, but, like, it does hurt my brain, like, after, like, 15 minutes of talking to someone in person in, yeah. in anymore. We, like, no, what is need, wrong with me? We need to get back to also when award shows were just silly and fun, especially the ones yes. that are supposed to be silly and fun, like the Golden Globes. Like, yes. I get it if they, that's uh, supposed if, to be the drunk one. If the Academy Awards are a bit self-serious, that's the Academy Awards. But fucking, the Globes are supposed to be, a, everyone's supposed to be drunk. So, like... Figure it out, but don't do what well, you Academy did. The Academy Awards are going to be the real weird ones because there's no movies. Yes, no movies. They'll be like, and the next award goes to least movie that came out this year. <laughs> and it goes, to, it goes to Dune. Dune was the biggest movie that didn't come out. I yeah, think that's pushed- a book. Nah. <laughs> All right, Blind Eye's done. I can see. Let's Let's get out of here. He can see. And also, speaking of movies, um, I did see Judas and the Black Messiah last night. And I got to say, oh, my God. Was it awesome? It's so fucking good. I I will talk about it more on Talking TV next week. But um, uh, just, man, such insane congratulations to the Lucas brothers um, for making such an amazing film with Shaka King. It's so crazy. Uh, It's so amazing. It's such a great movie. Um, And uh, also congrats to Jermaine for not only being in, but also in Coming to America. There are positive things. Coming out right now, and um, but also other positive things coming out is a new show on our network. Yes, I am referring to Natalie Jean and Amber Nelson's new show that will be debuting next week on March 17th. Yes, that is also Holden's wedding anniversary, but oh. don't remind, you have to keep reminding him that that's not the most important thing to happen on the 17th. It is Please. the release of the first episode of Spun, which is someplace underneath and you can listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. Again, the premiere episode comes out next Wednesday, March 17th. My name is Jackie Zabrowski. You can follow me on Instagram at Jack That Worm, and you can also definitely listen to me scream for hours um, about Twilight if you would like to over on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash page seven podcast, seven the number. Uh, you can check me out, twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators, ho. Check us out Monday, Tuesday, Friday night streams. The Friday night stream I do with Jackie is so much fun. And Molly? My name is Molly Neffel, and I am MJKLCat on Instagram. We love you guys so much. Be safe, be good to each other, and we will talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. 
This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Hop, hop, hooray! Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.